1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA, member FDSE.
2: Here's Phil and the bully. The bully, huh? Oh, I love MnDOT. What, 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 did, what did he what do, you do to talking you?
1: About? He's beating up on MnDOT. Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to tell the truth.
2: Just stick to sports, dum dum. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Su-
3: Mackie and John. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: We get things rolling with the opening bell. Want ring the bell? Take the run. Adam's got time.
0: Steps away. Set's going to loft it downfield.
3: Thielen's open again! He's got it again! Adam Thielen is a monster! Pesky stripped to the football. And the Vikings have it. Everson Griffin knocked it out. Picked off by Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes makes the play on the outside and comes away with the interception. And Rodgers is hurt. He took a big hit at the end of that play just as he got it out. It looked like he might have landed on that right shoulder. That's Anthony Barr.
2: Hmm. Oh, uh, where's the Harrison Smith highlight? Oh, we don't have a... There's no Harrison Smith highlight? We'll play the... uh, Those are the Pro Bowl highlights, right? Joseph one, Couldn't find one. Couldn't find one from either guy. Oh, we'll play the Linval Joseph highlight. Linval has to be in
0: there. Couldn't find one for him, either. Eric Kendricks, maybe? No, no highlights this year.
2: What about a Case Keenum Pro Bowl Mm -hmm. highlight?
0: Ironically, he didn't have any.
2: (laughs) Yeah, weird. Well, that's uh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, Wow, I feel like those guys uh, should have Pro Bowl highlights. Let let me say this to you, though, Jed. Um, As baffling as it is that Harrison Smith... Probably the best safety in the NFL, and if he keeps playing like this, he will be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, one of the best players in the league. Yes. Forget position. Uh, It is baffling. I got to admit, I haven't watched a Pro Bowl in 10 years. Mm -hmm. I don't put any stock ever into Pro Bowl selections, and half the time, 43 guys decide either that they're going to be too hurt to play and then other guys come in. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we should add Pro Bowl snubs. We have these Mackie and Judd rules to the show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, here's if you're gonna if you're an adult wearing a jersey. Here are the parameters. We have these rules to the show. Mm-hmm. I think we should make a new rule for the Mackie and Judd show: a list of things we shouldn't waste time being outraged about in sports. And Pro Bowl snubs, to me, are top three on that
1: list. What I the one good thing about this entire uh, deal is the fact that this takes another step in my mind towards obliterating the stupid all-star game aside from baseball all-star games are dumb i think the pro bowl is stupid it's a way it's a complete waste of time and i understand that people watch it and so it won't go away but if you are going to have a situation where where one of the best players i don't care about position harrison smith is one of the best players in your league he doesn't make your all-star game it is another reason to get rid of this game, and and here's why nobody
2: should care. This the voting for this is as stupid as it possibly gets. You've used the word stupid about five times now in the first minute. It is. If, in case you're wondering if Judd hates, I'll the Pro change Bowl. it up. It's asinine.
1: The voting is asinine. Get Jonathan Thesaurus. And here's why. <laughs> the voting goes one third fans. Okay, that's fine, except for the fact that fans are going to vote for players that they like on their home team.
2: One, yeah, and most fans don't know anything about the right guard for. Yeah, and the, that's and that I don't yeah. blame
1: them. But here, but here's where it gets completely hmm. stupid. <laughs> one third voting from coaches and one third from players. I have I have walked into the locker room before on Pro Bowl voting day for players. They sit there with their ballots, joke around, talk about the guys that they like, who they're going to vote for, and ask their friends if guys are good. All right. That's the voting right, process they, they don't want. So they're
0: doing research. What's wrong with that? That's the <laughs> yeah, voting exactly. process.
1: If that's your voting process, then you know what? You shouldn't have one. If
0: Adam Thielen has to vote for uh, you know an offensive tackle, what, is he gonna say no?
2: He's gonna go to Everson Griffin says, Hey Griff, who's really good? But here's the best part about that, and why that's stupid as well, to steal a word from Judd here. Go asinine. A- as, an go asinine, as, an asinine as an as asinine an NFL as player, it's it's possible that asking NFL players who the best fellow NFL players are, that's the worst group to ask because they never watch games. Like, they watch the film of the team they're going to play against. Mm-hmm. And so if they happen to, like, the, you could ask Vikings players which Lions, Packers, and Bears are good, right? And they—they they, uh, maybe the Rams, the, the teams that they faced on film. But uh, if, if if a team is not on their schedule, if you ask a Vikings player, how good is the right guard for the New England Patriots? They're playing and practicing while the other teams are playing and practicing.
1: Yeah, no, it makes... So they don't know. Yes, yes. And so they And they really don't absurd. care. It's absurd, trying. They're trying to vote as fast as possible to get to lunch. The entire process is asinine, absurd, absurd foolish, balmy, brainless, <laughs> cockeyed, crackpot, crazy, cuckoo, daffy, daff, dippy... Daffy. I like daffy. daddy. Uh, fool, half-baked, half-baked.
2: Half-baked. It's a half-baked It's process. inept. Yeah, It's,
1: it's insane. And the only the only awards that matter in this league are the postseason All Pro teams, and I almost guarantee you Harrison Smith and Joseph both w- will be on the postseason National Football League Associated Press All Pro team.
2: Now those matter for bonuses, right? You can or, or no, or do those not factor in for bonuses? Those can,
1: and Pro Bowl can too. That's the that's the one. That's right. That's the one right. bad
2: thing here. Um, I, but, I, I, I propose, with help from our Twitter audience here, too, uh, three things on the list of. Sports things we shouldn't waste time being outraged about. Uh, a new Mackie and Judd rule to the show. Pro Bowl snubs, mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. Preseason football and spring training baseball outcomes, number two. Mm-hmm. And then number three, power rankings. Oh, my God. ESPN's power well, rankings for ours. have the Vikings at six, except for the pecking order. Except for ours. That's the only one Those that matters. Those are very, yeah. very important. So Pro Bowl snubs preseason football and spring training baseball mm-hmm. and uh power rankings and anything else people want to add to the list Provost things is right up there. to subdue your outrage over they are wacky and they are daffy but they are not important is that thesaurus.dictionary.com that's yeah, fantastic yeah i just
1: i just gave you 16 terms that we can use to describe how ultimately dumb this entire innovative process is innovative radio exactly right, right. Ding, thank you very
2: much ding. always nice.
0: Did the captain cash in? It's time to find out if Miko Koivu got the biscuit in the basket. Here's Judd Zolgad. Gives to Bradley. final seconds
3: of the power play. Dumbas sets it up. Sooner wants a look. His shot tipped the score! And finally, the captain's on the score sheet as Koivu deflects it by Anderson. We're even 3 3. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. Miko Koivu. Oh. Wow. I'm standing up right now. Wow. This is
1: so rare. It deserves for me to stand up. Oh. Take a bow. Encore. Way to go. Encore. If only you had done this on Sunday against Chicago, you know what? I would have had to write that down. Uh, I would have had had to write that
2: down. You know what? Congratulations. It's been a long struggle for Miko Koivu. Uh, his navigation system to find the opposing goal uh, was was defunct, and um, it's a it's a biscuit in the basket for Miko. Here's what Bruce Boudreau said: Miko's uh,
4: goal, you could see like the air coming out of a balloon. It was uh, it was good. And we, we we talked to, that you know we've both gone through these things, or you know, but it gets tougher. I mean, boy, you, you start to put pressure on yourself because you expect more, and um,
1: so I'm I'm hoping this is a jump start for him. Is that phrase right? Air c- coming out, out of a balloon? Is that the correct? I thought that was a bad thing. I thought when you poked a balloon and the air came out that that was a bad thing. Not not a good
2: thing. It's usually used as, hey, there's something exciting happening. Uh, it's a party, and then the air comes out of the balloon. Yeah, thus... so you don't want that to happen. But so... I think he meant it as there's a lot of pressure mm. on Miko Koivu. Oh, Akoibu, and so we actually... The pressure is relieved we've by relieved putting... we relieved the pressure, okay. Right.
1: 25-game goal, a streak... Is over, Miko Koivu. Congratulations! You have your fifth goal of the year. October twenty eighth was the last time he scored a goal. Not only that, his pointless streak ends at eleven games. Now the question becomes: This was that a blip? Was that a one game blip where he scored a goal, and now we're going to go ten more games, or will he actually
2: start to score? Uh, I, I think he's got it in him to go another month. I think I think he can bring his goal. I, can Miko get to the Super Bowl? Can Miko get to the Super Bowl without scoring another goal? Miko! 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 <laughs> Start the streak again. Come on!
1: Start a streak again. <laughs> Eric Stahl's goal last night, by the way. The first by a wild forward in three games. So there you go. Six goals last night. Staylock again. He gave up four goals. Very good though. So, uh, so that was good. But yeah, Miko Koivu, it's finally over. Our long wait for him
2: to score a goal. It comes one game too late for uh, for, for my purposes and write that down. But it's finally done. Uh, Gary chimes in on Twitter here, at Phil Mackey, at 1500 ESPN Judd, on the list of things that we shouldn't be outraged about in, in sports. And he's 100% right. He says, as I recall, you were a bit perturbed recently when Joe Maurer didn't get a gold glove. What's the difference? I mean, he's got a point. I think being outraged over gold glove awards... Uh, well, I which, we, which I for sure was. I, I think we should put that on the list. I think we
1: can, but I think I think once again I just called that stupid. I'm not outraged. I just called it stupid. This is just stupid. I mean, there's a difference between outrage and and what is the difference between, stupidity? between
2: outrage and stupid? I,
1: oh, I didn't melt down. I didn't melt down. In both in both situations, we perfectly described why why the um, choice was flawed. In both of these, the choices are completely flawed because the people who vote basically take a ballot and vote as quick as possible and get done.
2: Yeah, I Gold would, Glove's the same way. I think I would characterize the Joe Mauer Gold Glove discussion as uh, explaining why this is wrong Yes, in a very level-headed way. But we didn't manner. melt down. Yeah, there's a, there's a gap. Outrage there for is sure.
1: different than than explanation.
2: Yeah, um, so I think we can add Gold Glove awards too. Because how does that voting process even work? That's players, it's managers, managers voting. It's managers
1: again, and some and some. I believe there is a statistical component
2: now, but it's basically they just go and say, "Who would you like?" And if you're uh, if you're Paul Molitor and you're playing maybe six games all year against Mookie Betts. Yeah, or, exactly. or against, uh, you know, whoever, Aaron Judge in the outfield for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And you saw him make a good catch on a Sunday matinee game. Well, that doesn't, relative to the rest of the league, that doesn't tell you. It's kind of like scouting Tory Hunter at age 40 in right field. Well, he can still move around. Well, I mean, like, he has a pulse. He's still yes. pretty good. Yes, he has a pulse. He can lead. Yeah. Outrage, he can't run anymore.
1: Outrage is a meltdown. Explanation is not that.
2: Sure, that's so, fair. So I that's think fair. we're fine here. That's fair. Uh, let's get Chip Scoggins in here. So the the landscape of this Packer-Vikings game coming up on Saturday has changed quite a bit in the last week. Aaron Rodgers was put on IR by the Packers yesterday. So we can dive into what this all means for the Vikings. I know that you have expressed a little concern they might not have a fully competitive playoff-caliber game for about a month. Um, I tend to think that that's overblown. We can get Chip's thoughts on that. And early signing day today, I think most Minnesota college football fans – didn't even know this was happening today and then b just don't care uh that it's happening chip does i've done a little research on this it should matter if you want the gophers to be good and i've got some data for you we can talk to chip scoggins from the star tribune when we come back Mackie and judd Mackie and judd now continue
1: your big boy pants and let's go
2: Matthew and John on 1500 espn all right what's up chip chip scoggins from the Star to be to hey, hey boys.
1: it's a national holiday for <laughs> chip scoggins let's not it's overlook what this day means for you chip a national this? Hol- this is like a second christmas for you it is it's like we get two christmases give your excitement about this now because now we've got it the is. early national signing day not to be confused with the february national signing day
4: it is it is taking me some time to get uh used to having a a signing day in December. I'm so conditioned to the first Wednesday in February and everything kind of builds through that. And uh, so it has kind of in the, in the, uh, you know, paying attention to the Vikings and everything else going on. It it has kind of not slipped my mind, but um, it's, it's a, I think it's good for schools because you do eliminate some of the, I guess we'll call it nonsense that happens in January where, Kids are flipping commitments and schools are stealing this guy and, and all the kind of the stuff that just drives me crazy with recruiting. Now, maybe it'll just happen earlier. Maybe it'll happen in November now. But I think this gives schools a way to kind of eliminate some of that stuff that, that just drives people crazy. Vols? Good class? Bad class? Well, average class? We lost two quarterbacks in one day <laughs> that decommitted, so that wasn't ideal. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a scramble for a new coach. I mean, with everything to happen, and we literally had two quarterbacks committed um, that were really good. One decommitted with the Nebraska, and one I think is going to go to Florida State. So, and that's the thing. Like, if you have a coaching change mm-hmm. and coaching change where your your search is all screwed up, like Tennessee's, that early signing period, I don't think it's going to be nearly as beneficial. You're going to have to still use that the second signing period. So
2: wait, and what, and what you were talking about with, you know, just getting rid of some of the riffraff and the, oh, we're going to decommit at the yeah. last minute. Is that because so many new coaches take their post in, let's say, December, January, and then, so so if you if you move it earlier like they have, there's less of a window for, because teams are just hiring, like Herm Edwards just got hired a week yeah. and a half ago or whatever.
4: I don't think it's, it's so much that, it's just uh, kids are, they stay uh, uncommitted until... You know, late January or whatever, and then the dominoes start to fall, and then the big boys don't get the kid that they want, so they say, "Oh, I'm going to go try to pilfer somebody from Minnesota." Yeah, and they'll take it. I mean, James Laurenitis was committed to Minnesota forever, and then Ohio State offers them at the last second. I mean, that happens every year at every school. Oh, so know. he
1: flipped. Yeah. Oh, I did, didn't recall that. Yeah. Interesting. And okay. so,
4: uh, hmm. and you and you see that um, just big schools that they they miss out on a guy that they, so they go to Plan B. And then that's typically you know maybe the, the middle of the road BCS teams, and then they lose a the guy, so then they take a guy from a MAC, and so I think you'll you'll probably eliminate some of that um, because you just get guys locked up.
2: Yeah. Um, so depending on which recruiting service you you look at, twenty four seven Sports has the Gophers twenty seventh ranked recruiting class. There's yeah. a, there's a couple I think rivals might have them like twenty fifth, twenty six I think twenty six. Yeah. So so they're right in that fringe top twenty five recruiting mm-hmm. class. Um, my question to you is: It's a lot of three stars. They have twenty four three star recruits, according to twenty four seven, and either two or three four star recruits. I've seen somewhere with four four star recruits. Um, is it more that they just have they have more players coming in, and that's why they're ranked so high? It, he, it
4: seems like a volume play for yeah, for PJ Fleck. And I, not to go too much into weeds, but I think <laughs> even with three stars, there's different rankings in there, so you might be. Like, is it 5.5, 5.6, whatever? So even the three stars, there's some gap between the top three stars and bottom. I, I don't know how all that works, but it is a volume thing. Um, is it a good class? Like, do yeah. We think well, they, yeah. They, I mean, it's... We'll see, you know, you always preface it with... I've never, se- the I've never seen these guys, and we'll see right. when they get here. But they're not ranked 50th, and they're not ranked 40th. They're ranked twenty-six, and so by multiple... Uh, recruiting websites, and so... They're ahead of Florida. Yeah. They're ahead
2: of Florida, Wisconsin, uh, Washington State, you know, Pac-12 had a good
4: season. After a five-win season. They're ahead of USC? Well, and that's that's, But but some of that is... But right now, right? But but USC has four... uh, Eight, four, and five-star And how many guys are they going to sign? That's the thing. Only like nine. Yeah, and I think... I looked one time, Alabama, only had like 10 commits. Well, they're going to still... When they judge it in February for the full class, and you know what everybody has, then it's going to... Those rankings will... We'll move some, but yeah, it's it's um, just based on, like they had a kid from uh, Georgia, I think it's Bateman, um, that they got in on early, committed, and then at the last second, I think this week, Georgia came in and offered him, um, Texas a and I think I read, came in and offered. So they held a, a kid that had been committed a long time, but then all of a sudden, SEC schools came at the last second, really wanted him, made a hard push for him, and he stayed committed. So though that's uh, that's important. Uh, for reflect to be able to maintain when when bigger schools and more high pro uh pri- high profile schools come and try to steal a kid at the last second sure. that they they hang in there so um i think they addressed it uh and and the thing is is when he got hired last year really didn't have a month right of recruiting it's hard that first year when you get hired to think that's not really technically a full recruiting class for you because you you haven't recruited them for a year right Th- this is his first full I've had a whole year to recruit these this class and and I think it's impressive um and recruiting rankings we can you know debate that all we want but if you finish top 25 after going winning only five games that's that's saying that kids are believing what you're selling and now if he can take a step on that next couple years really get this thing turned around and and you know, playing at a high level and, and being a legitimate contender in the West, you got to imagine that that recruiting's even going to you know go to a different level.
1: So, Chip, who who is going to be left then for the the next uh, day that that they sign on in February? Is that going to be basically uh, star players who have the ability There's... to sort of wait this thing yeah. out and then possibly flip late themselves? Yeah,
4: because I, I looked at the. Uh... At the rivals' uh, rankings there, I think there's a handful of guys in the top 10 of their rankings that, that hadn't committed. So I'm guessing they'll take it all the way up to sure. that second signing day. I, I don't know. I think Fleck and him are going to sign pretty much their entire class today. Um, they may have a spot or two open. I'm not sure what their final numbers going Gone back? Be. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, is that gonna be happening it, all day? It, it, is the gong back, the gong? The hey, gong Goldie, back ring here, right? that gong. Yeah, yeah. Ring it again. <laughs> yeah. Do it with more authority this time. That's right. Uh so I don't I don't know if they will sign anybody else, you know, in February or uh but you know, there's there's gonna be a lot of kids that they're not signing today because they're just not ready to right. commit. So. so
2: what would you say? Uh you you're a college football enthusiast yeah. and you know, I, I I want the gophers to perform better than they have the last fifty years. And so um I'm I'm interested in that. If I see a top 25-ish recruiting class, okay, my interest is peaked. Mm-hmm. I want them to be better. Um, what would you tell fans? We actually had this conversation before the show, and and I don't blame the, uh, Dave Harrigan. He 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 immerses himself every day in Sports Talk Radio, and and you said before the show you rank, you rank National Signing Day at the bottom of your list, and I don't blame you for that. Thank you. What would you tell a Dave Harrigan who follows sports <laughs> yeah. on a regular basis or fans out there who are like, I mean, this is just... Such an overrated, overblown day for it matters. For
4: a, tell tell Alabama it, it's overblown. If you go back through, yeah, Dave, you tell Alabama. Tell, I'm not going to say it. Of course,
0: it matters to Nick You're Saban, but poison. to me, Paul I don't bottom. care about a defensive end out of you know whatever high school in Illinois coming to the U as a three star.
4: Yeah, I mean it, it, there is some silliness that goes with recruiting, and, and and there's part of it that drives me crazy. But and and is it? I always laugh at it that you know what stars and rankings don't matter until they do. You know, until you're good at it. When, when you're 50th, well, we'll coach him up. It doesn't matter. They never lack <laughs> like us anyway. And
2: that's kind of Wisconsin, right? It's amazing. It, Wisconsin doesn't bring in a lot of four- and five-star guys, but they have, they're have. they such an outlier. They have such a great system and a program, and it, it's, they know who they are more than anyone in the country almost. And they recruit
4: exactly what to their program what they need, and they mm-hmm. don't care. And I, I honestly think they don't care if it's a two-star or a four-star if it fits what they're looking for at linebacker or or Off left of line, line. they're going to take him and yes. they're going to develop him and um i remember i was talking to Troy Fumagalli the great tight end that that plays there at the Big Ten media day and his first day on campus they sat him down and said here's all the tight ends they gave him videos of all the tight ends that came through you know they've had some really top shelf and they said this is the bar mm-hmm this is the standard. This is what you got to get to. And he said, I was sitting there thinking, I got to play like that. You yeah. know? <laughs> but he does, you know, by the time you're, you've gone through their strength program and all that, and you're a junior, and here you are. And and so, but to say these recruiting rankings don't matter, they do. There's a, now once you get from 30 to 50, throw it up in here. I, I don't know how they separate that, but there's a reason why Alabama's always good, because they got, well, Nick Saban, but they're getting the best talent. And the fact that P.J. Fleck has got a top 25 class by uh, recruiters or by scouts that watch these kids. It has to be something to it, right? Yeah, and he's not pimping the
2: five-win season, by the way. No. This is where we go, well, he needs to tone down the rah-rah. He needs to pump the brakes on this. Okay, well, he doesn't get the 25th-ranked class if he just co- goes into homes very quietly and says, well, you know, if you look at the uh, Maryland game, you know, we had the ball in. <laughs> it's like, no, he's pumping yeah. – propaganda, whatever he needs to, to fake it till he makes it, to to maybe get in
4: an extra five players that wouldn't otherwise consider me And the thing I like that he's done is he does not like junior college route. I mean, he's made that clear. But he's also savvy enough to know, I needed a JUCO quarterback. Yeah, I need a JUCO lineman. We've we got to plug holes. And this is not what he would do ordinarily, but mm-hmm. he understands that we, we have some immediate needs right now, and I have to plug holes, and so he's gone that yeah, route. that's smart now.
1: Yeah. You know, two two years or d- down You know, from you would, now, it,
4: you wouldn't do that necessarily.
2: Yeah. But right now, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's come back. Aaron Rodgers, placed on IR yesterday, will not be playing in this game on Saturday against the Vikings. Is that actually a bad thing for the Vikings, that Aaron Rodgers won't play? Mackey and Judd with Chip Scoggins. Phil Mackie. I'd Spurs. call him a
4: charming bore-ass.
3: That's what I'd, I'd call Perfect. Perfect, okay. perfect description. Okay. But he's a true gentleman. Oh, they all. Everybody loves him. Judd Zogad.
0: I think that he's sort of the Steve Bartman of the Twin Cities.
4: Yeah.
3: Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Boys, we got a new football coach in town. I'm sure excited about this one. Yeah, defense should be good. Yeah, Clock management might be a little bit of a problem, but we can work on that. No need to sweat the details. I tell you what, I believe in him. Tracy Clays, he's going to be a good one. You better watch out. We got a new guy. Runs motion at the goal line and bleeds the clock dry. Tracy Clays is coming to town Tracy Clays is coming to town Tracy Clays is coming to town Woo! He used to assist His defense was grand He's got a girl's name Now Tracy's the man Tracy Clays is coming to town Tracy Clays is coming to town, Tracy Clays is coming to town, oh yeah, a close game against Michigan, covered at Ohio State, he almost upset Iowa, moral victories sure are great, moral victories sure are great. Better watch out, we got a new guy. Runs motion at the goal line and bleeds the clock dry. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Tracy Clay's is coming to town. <laughs>
1: An oldie but a goodie.
2: That was <laughs> Volume
1: 1, correct, boys? Boy, that's, uh, that was, that's a throwback
2: there, right? One of the hit tracks, off Volume 1, the Songs <laughs> by the U-Log, which you can find all of these Songs by the U-Log uh, from this year and last year on facebook.com slash 1500 ESPN, the videos tab.
1: A new song to be unveiled, uh, 1045-ish, is that correct? This morning we're going to uh, unveil the la- the latest edition from Volume 3, 1045 or so. R's pretty high, boys, correct. that's pretty good mm-hmm. there. That was good. Is high. That, now, now the sad thing about that is Tracy Clay has replaced Jerry Kill. Yeah, and then we we saw uh, the news came out yesterday officially Jerry Kill again uh, the OC at Rutgers had to step down. Shipper. this one is sad. Yeah, and, and I felt I have felt bad or compassion for for Kill since he had had to quit here. Mm-hmm. But you just see a guy who clearly loves to coach, and his health just belies and, uh, him at every single turn.
4: Yeah, and and um you you the hope was not having the the all the pressure and stress that comes with being a head coach removed and he had gotten in shape and was walking and physically felt good. But I think if you're coaching or for for him no matter what capacity where it's head coach coordinator, probably even position coach he only knows one way to do it and mm-hmm. he's he just can't his body just will not allow it. And so it, it's sad. I, you know, he has so many other things off the field uh, with his foundation and, and uh, speaking out for epilepsy and, and helping people. Uh, I'm sure he'll find enough things to kind of keep him busy, but it's, it is, it is hard. Cause I, you know, I know him fairly well and, and, and just knowing how much he loves the coach and just sort of that's who he is and to have that taken away. It's,
2: Yes, it's tough. Yeah, Chip, do you think it's a bad thing for the Vikings that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be playing on Saturday? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> because some would argue, I know Judd Jud has made this point this week, that you want the road test against a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, you want as many great tests as possible. Ramping up for the playoffs. I do think that's an overblown
4: narrative. Go get some wins and feel good against James. I I went the easiest path possible. to get (laughs) get home field. I mean, I would not want to play Aaron Rodgers under any circumstance. And and even if he's not 100% Aaron Rodgers, uh, I'd rather play Huntley than him. And just, to me, they need to get everything in their power, do everything in their power to get as many home games as they can possible. And because, and they're good anywhere, and I think they can win anywhere. Mm -hmm. But as I wrote this week, that defense with that crowd noise, which is metronome like Judd. I, I talked to the Vikings officials at that Rams game, which to me is still the loudest I've heard it there. It measured 119.8 decibels, yep. which is yep. was Guess, slightly above yes. what it was for that Dallas game, playoff game in 2009. Above, huh? Comparable. I think that wow. Dallas one was like 118, 119. So it was comparable. And that to me felt like really, really intense noise that mm-hmm. day. And like Dallas was overwhelmed by it. My only point was this. I would have liked
1: the, the Vikings to get one test going uh, Bengals, which was not a test. Mm. That was not a game. The Bengals didn't care. Packers now. And I, I do not think that the Packers are going to be e- easy to beat. Yeah, I think yeah. they're going to try. So don't. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that they won't. And then the Bears, I'm doubtful about. And then you, you ideally are off. So my thought process was I don't know – in an ideal world, if I want to go from Carolina to a playoff game without a test, but it's not a huge deal. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. not trying to say it's going to. It's it's not going to make or break them. Mm-hmm. I just thought it might be nice for, for them to get a test against a quarterback who would be incentivized to play well yeah. and who can play well. But this is not going to be a make or break for, for this year for them.
4: Yeah, I understand what you're saying. The one thing I'll say about this team, and, and you've been around them in locker room too, it strikes me as a very mature team but also a very um, highly motivated competitive team especially that defense there's something around those guys that they get up for any challenge and I remember back when it was Kevin Williams and Pat Williams and Jared their 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 little slogan or saying was we'll defend a blade of glass a blade of grass Mm -hmm. so if that's all we have to do we're going to defend that Mm -hmm. and that and this team sort of has that kind of moxie about it that whether it's linval or xavier or harrison or Barr, they just have kind of a competitive spirit about them that um i don't i just don't see a letdown from them uh coming i think this team is always i could see that yeah they, they just they just play with kind of an edge that's it's cool to see they are what, what strikes
1: me is is this might be for a vikings team that i have that been around this might be uh the team that, that that is able to put its own personal personal goals aside more than any Vikings team I, I've seen. I don't I don't want to say that guys uh, don't have you know personal goals in mind, but ordinarily you feel like okay, Jared wants his sacks, right? Yeah. Or or so and so wants their picks. I don't see that here
4: nearly as much. I don't see it at all. I mean, this there. I don't think there's any individual agendas whatsoever. And it really reflects, I think through more than anything in digs. And it, he was talking about the other day. He's like, I, I, we don't care who gets touchdowns. We don't care who gets the most catches. We don't care who gets the most interceptions. And there's just no, you don't see any real jealousy uh, with any of them. And which is really weird in football. It's yeah. And I think obviously when you're, what are they? They, they've lost three games when you're not when you win eight in a row it'd be it'd be hard to be a jerk in that setting and say hey you know throw me the ball <laughs> here I mean that would not be a good look be like Terrell
2: Owens with yeah. The four Eagles. <laughs> yeah like dude just pump the brakes yeah
4: um but I think there's a genuine uh feeling that we're putting team above anything else in that locker room and it's it's you see it like when you when you're around him and you hear him talk like you know somebody was asking guys about Pro Bowl yesterday and they're like literally stop asking me about the Pro Bowl I don't want it I don't care and I, it was Linval talking about it It's like it does not matter to me one thing or what matters to me is, is beating the Packers and it didn't come off as phony or fake like I generally didn't think Linval Joseph cares about Pro Bowl Yeah and don't Pro you Bowl. think
2: if cuz the Pro Bowl is the week between you know Championship Sunday and uh, and the Super Bowl so if Vikings players are even playing in the Pro Bowl, they're going to consider it a massive disappointment. Correct, right? Yeah. They're not preparing for the Super Bowl.
4: Yeah, and, and that's I think that's their whole mindset is like it's irrelevant compared to what we think we're going to be at and what we're going to be doing. And um, so yeah, it's it's it is a team. I mean, there, there's no agendas um, at least that I can pick up on. And 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 I, you talk to the guys that you think you know, like it, if Diggs, I, I don't know how long it's been since you know he's had a big breakout game mm-hmm. i don't think he, it it even registers on him that oh i got well, who who in that room would
1: would you consider to be a jerk i can't think of one i can't think of one guy who I would say he's a definite jerk.
4: Yeah, or, or a, selfish. Yeah, that, that's the thing.
1: That's very, very rare. Yeah. Ordinarily, there's at least one or two guys who you're like, okay,
4: they love themselves a lot, and if the team wins, that's great too. Or he's out for himself. Yeah, or just have some selfishness. Not, really, and you don't, not really I just don't here. pick up on that. I really don't pick up on that. And I, and I, I think that uh, Kyle Slaughter, that yeah, guy's a disaster slapped, behind yeah. the scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, oh, he's only should, in it for... Yeah, refers, I should be starting refers yeah. to himself in the yeah, third person last name. Slaughter hungry. Slaughter should start. Slaughter not reps. that good. I could have done that. Yeah. Um, but I think that I think that starts with Zimmer and kind of the whole. Yes. Uh, I know you hate the word culture, but really, kind of the whole environment that he's created there. I think it starts with last year.
1: Yeah, I think now in retrospect, it, and that's the thing that that impresses me so much is there were two directions that uh, sixteen could have taken this group. They could have sort of said it was a fluke and it won't happen again. Or they could have sat down and said, you know what? No, we're going to learn from the experience. Mm -hmm. And I think they learned from it. And I I really think a lot of the things now that we are seeing come from from getting off to a great start and then completely collapsing
4: and having people start to uh, doubt and and, or go after each other as well. And that's why I think we haven't seen that complacency when I was talking about they're not, you know, going to relax or exhale. Because I, I think and I, I'm not saying that they did that last year because they had all the kinds of injuries and just everything went haywire. But even after everyone Sunday being in that locker room after the, you know, they went to uh, NFC and they're like, you know, it's just a step. It It's important, but it's just one step. It's not, let's not get crazy with let us. not have this raucous celebration in here. Yeah. They took some pictures and the hats on, but they said, really, that's just one step to where something bigger that we have in play. Yeah. Uh, let's talk more about
2: the road going forward here. I think, you know, It's natural for Vikings fans to feel a little bit, a little bit, uh, you know, timid when it comes to investing all your emotions in because we know how it's ended for 55 years. But this team feels different. Does that guarantee that the outcome is going to be different? No, but uh, let's discuss the future here in the next seven weeks for the Vikings, Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd are back.
0: It can actually be a little exciting. On
2: 1500 ESPN.
0: 1500 ESPN. Visit St. Paul, the city of St. Paul and Wells Fargo. Invite you to experience Wells Fargo Winter Skate, a free outdoor artificially chilled ice skating rink in downtown St. Paul at Rice Park. It's open seven days a week in the heart of the city. Winter Skate creates a fun winter experience for visitors of all ages. All the details can be found at 1500ESPN.com, keyword
3: events. It. stripped to the football, and the Vikings have it. Everson Griffin knocked it out. And Rodgers is hurt. He took a big hit at the end of that play just as he got it out. It looked like he might have landed on that right shoulder. That's Anthony Barr.
2: Chip Scoggins hanging out with us from the Star Tribune, StarTribune.com. Um, as you look ahead here for the Vikings, the NFC playoff landscape is filled with with big-time <laughs> awesome. roadblocks and awesome. tests and, and top quarterbacks. Russell Wilson might get in. Um, how good do you feel about this team's chances to go to and win the Super Bowl, knowing the path that they might have to go through?
4: Well, let's just say get to the Super Bowl. Right goes to the NFC, and of, then and then there's a whole Tom then, Brady, yeah, Bill yeah. Belichick
2: thing at the end. Yeah,
4: I, I I would, if I was laying odds, I would probably put the Vikings first. Mm-hmm. Um, if Carson Wentz hadn't got hurt, I would put Philadelphia first. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's this NFC the, you already have five teams with double digit wins. Yeah, so I don't think there's going to be whatever happens. I don't think there's going to be one of those boy. Whew, I didn't see that coming. I mean, because you could—Saints, who wants to play them right now? Now, you've beaten the Rams here, and you beat them decisively, but— uh, they, they make adjustments. Yeah. You know, they got beat by Seattle earlier in the year, and then look what they just I did. Know. So they're yeah. playing really exactly. well. Um, You know, if Carolina—if Cam Newton goes crazy one game, that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. And so you, uh, there's no layups, and there shouldn't be in a playoffs anyways, but th- this NFC is jumbled where you could make a case for— any one of these teams, if they get hot and just have a really good Because there's
1: not one team
4: that you fear. where you say, oh my gosh, it is this team is going to be impossible to beat. Like, let, let, Okay, AFC. Are you going to be surprised if either the Steelers or Patriots don't get there? Probably, right? Not unless the Jaguars come up yeah. for that defense. I know but that yes, defense, but... The AFC is a different, it, it, different It's thing. completely different. Whereas this mm-hmm. one, if the Rams get there, are you going to be like, wow, that just came out of nowhere? You might be a little surprised, but not completely surprised, because I don't think there's like that one... Team that's so far superior to everyone else, and so that's why I think the home field advantage is really going to matter in this, and it does, anyways. But particularly with this field, and from the Vikings perspective, I keep saying it, but that defense and that environment is really, really hard. I mean, they're giving up 12.9 points per game at home that's tops in the NFL. Dude, that's wow, it's crazy 25% on third down. Yeah those which is the third historic. down stats are ridiculous. Yeah, and so they they started
2: tracking that I think in the early nineties. Yeah, and it's the best third down defense. Since ninety
4: one. Yep. And so when you're playing at home and you're only giving up twelve, you know, thirteen points, mm-hmm. you want to be at home. Now they're only giving up eighteen, I think, uh total, right? Um so it's not that big a difference. And that's no and that's yeah. a noise a too.
2: difference. That's a that's a, that's, a that's, that's I think that's a pretty big difference. That that
4: noise too, Chipper. But, yeah, it's it's that's gonna make well, and a difference you if you're at home. I mean, if they've there's been what nine false start penalties there, you just see that teams don't function well when they're, you know, in that environment. And so, I mean, Jared Goff, we saw him earlier. I mean, he looked rattled there, you know. And so, yeah. Um, but I, I like their odds. I, I really think, you know, let's say they finish second seed. You know, unless Philadelphia really stumbles, you you may have to go there and win a game. That's not inconceivable. I mean, if if. Uh, with this defense and and the confidence that they're playing in, mm-hmm. they they can go there and win a game.
1: If you went there and played, what what would be your your plan? Your score? I I would Philadelphia. Say,
4: yeah, 17-14? I, yeah, I think that's exactly. what you're shooting for. I don't I because it's probably going to be bad weather. You're gonna have two good defenses. I would be stunned if it was like a 31-28 game. I just think it'd be— You have to make all your kicks, by the way.
2: Philadelphia plays a lot of those games, though. Philadelphia's de- their defense up until three weeks ago, I would have said, wow, if you have to go in there and then try and score points on that team. But the weird thing about Philly is lately they've averaged giving up 30 points per game in the month of December, basically. Hmm. And now Nick Foles, who had a good game offensively, yeah. was against the Giants— that team is a little less scary now, maybe even a lot less scary than it was even if you have to go to Philadelphia maybe a month ago.
4: Yeah, with Carson Winston, the way he was playing in that offense, uh, with their ability to run the ball. I like the way they run it. Um it, I don't want to say they're, you know, night and day different, but it's it's not as uh as scary as it would have been with, with the, Foles. Correct. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I think the one thing too is if you are, if you go there, I think your plan is this. Except that the fact that that your offense might might get shut down a bit because they they'd have time to, to game plan for you, mm-hmm. and they and you be playing outside cold. But your defense is so good, I wouldn't fear things. the o- The only concern, I'm telling you this, the only concern that I would have in a game
4: there would be my kicking, kicking, and that's that'd be my only huge concern, and that's probably wherever you're playing. If you're playing here, that's a concern. I mean, because four bath has just missed enough that you are yeah. you can't miss extra probably points. Probably I mean, you true. Just, you just, those things, you have to play a clean game, I would think. And so that's that's probably the biggest concern, but I think it's going to be awesome. Man. I, I'm, I'm excited for the playoffs because it's, you know, like thinking back to that 09 season, how much fun that was, like that Dallas game and going to just New Just don't
1: tell me I think they're going to the Super Bowl <laughs> I'm gonna, <late>
4: in the <laughs> NFC championship. No matter game, what okay? happens, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to wait till the, the buzzer goes out on that one. <laughs> that's, you know, don't that's, lean straight.
2: over. Dude, I think most Vikings fans have the, the same mentality of you guys. It's it, I'll believe it when I see it. But the thing is, it's not
4: just getting to the Super Bowl yeah.
2: for this franchise, it's winning the Super Bowl.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then it, it, cross that bridge if they get there, right? Because then it's. uh. You know, if you're you're facing Brady, that would be Brady versus that defense. Be a would good be fun. problem. And you know yeah, what? Yeah. You know, Tom
2: Brady. If you can get to him, that's that's the formula, right? The Giants did it twice in the Super Bowl. If you can get to him, you can throw that offense off enough to make it a game, and then maybe win it in the end. But we're and not putting
4: the li- cart before the horse, or no? That. Of course not. <laughs> so but team, just saying, anyway, just the do... Vikings have
2: a better blueprint for that
4: now than in 40 years. Yeah, it's you know what I, I know. Fans are. I haven't lived here all my life. I've Been here, you know, almost 20 years, but. Enjoy this, right? Have some fun with it because it's it's a good team, it's a fun team to watch. Um, they the way they play is 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 just the, it's fun to watch because th- this is a real team. There, there's no. Like, and this is rare too. Yeah, like it, you don't guaranteed this, this, this on every year, no basis. So yeah,
2: good stuff, Chip. Yeah,
4: thanks for having me. Hi, uh, Chip. Yeah, Chip
2: Scoggins from the Star Tribune and StarTribune.com, friend of the Mackey and Judge Show. We have a scoop, a midweek scoop with Doogie coming up in about 20 minutes from now, always filled with inside information, maybe some hot stove stuff. Uh, So we'll get into that with Doogie. Michael Jr. on the schedule for the noon hour. But uh, let's get to some Vikings prop bets, our weekly Vikings prop bets and over-unders, when we come back here on the Mackey and Judge Show.